It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Friday to you. And we've got a full show planned for you, as we always do, especially on Fridays, because that's when we are joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today will be Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. We're going to get their take on the State of the City address. We're going to get their take on the draft complaint filed by the city to the MBTA regarding the uh, taking of property by eminent domain and a bunch of other things that have been going on with the council over the last few weeks. We'll get caught up on all that. That'll be happening at 1030. And, of course, before that, it's all about you at 508-996-0500. Also, I think... There's probably a lot of people out there today that are planning to have their Mexican food, Cinco de Mayo, a celebration of the Mexican and Hispanic culture. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of tacos, burritos, and margaritas consumed today. Um, listen, I'm not a taco guy. I like them, but I'm not one of these people that gets overly excited about them. But it is it is kind of funny how, you know, last week on Town Square Sunday, Jim Phillips had Justina Perry on as his guest to talk about the upcoming Buy Black New Bedford, uh, the Buy Black NB Black Excellence Gala. And what this is, is this is a fundraiser event that is being held to help raise money for her nonprofit to help black business owners because she doesn't really do a lot of fundraising events and this is like the the chance to have something big every year to help with that. They do a lot of things that feature black-owned businesses, but this is the chance to raise money to kind of have that nonprofit have, you know, scholarship money to help, you know, future entrepreneurs, things like that. So you can hear all of that at WBSM.com and on the app. If you just click the Town Square Sunday option in the menu, that will take you over to be able to read about all of this and to hear the interview for yourself. But as what happens every single time we write about this organization, which has been around for a few years now, we share this as we do with all of our stories. We share them out on Facebook and the comments immediately try to make it something that it isn't. Well, if we had if we had an organization celebrating white-owned businesses, that would be racist. Why is this not racist? Because this is a cultural thing. This is a supporting of a portion of the community. It's not eliminating part of the community it doesn't have the um, association with trying to be exclusive as people would take it if you had a white excellence gala you might not 
you might create that with the same good intentions that the Black Excellence Gala may have of just celebrating these businesses, but because it would have those overtones, people would infer the wrong thing from it. And also, there's no need to lift up that portion of the community and make it more visible when it's the predominant part of the community. You're trying to make visible something that is in the minority. And so on days like today, Cinco de Mayo, you know, it makes me think. People complain about wanting to have a a day of supporting black-owned businesses or wanting to have, you know, Juneteenth. People are still upset that we want to celebrate Juneteenth. People get upset because they want to have a black excellence gala. Well, they should they should be uh, acknowledging white businesses too. Okay, well then the Portuguese Music Awards should also be honoring non-Portuguese music, right? On Cinco de Mayo, we should be yelling all cultures matter. On on St. Patrick's Day, we should be yelling all cultures matter. See, it's okay to have days where you focus on different cultures and try to shine a light on them. It's o- it's okay when they are you know trying to do a positive thing with it. But then somebody's going to go around and turn it into something that it isn't and accuse it of being racist. So I'm just wondering if all those people are going to, you know, comment under every happy Cinco de Mayo Facebook meme and be like, well, Cinco de Mayo, that's racist. May 5th is for everybody. That's that's you're a culturist. But anyway, enjoy your celebration of Cinco de Mayo, however you choose to do it. Again, I'm not a big, I don't get so excited about tacos like other people do. Like, I'll eat them, but but I don't get, sorry, I'm trying to get a fly that's flying in my face. I don't get overly fired up for them. I'm, I'm more likely to order something else off the menu. Sorry, didn't mean to hit the microphone, but this, this flies. Getting in my face, and when you have this job, your mouth is open a lot. So when a fly comes around the microphone, you get a little bit nervous. Uh, I don't want to be the uh, the person that swallowed the fly. I don't know why I swallowed the fly. So one thing that we didn't get to discuss yesterday, and I kept wanting to bring it up, but I think um, we started talking about some other things that, that kind of detracted us a bit from it. But I wanted to talk about this ban in Harwich now for balloons and not just hot air balloons (laughs) i'm talking like the balloons that you would have oh i don't know to celebrate cinco de mayo maybe you're throwing yourself a a cinco de mayo party and you wanted to decorate maybe you wanted to have maybe it's somebody's birthday it's my sister's birthday tomorrow happy early birthday patty so in harwich at the town meeting on Tuesday, they vote. I think I swallowed the fly. They voted a citizen petition article. They voted on that to ban the sale, distribution, and use of any type of balloon inflated with any gas lighter than air, including but not limited to helium. 
The, this is from the Cape Cod Times. The ban will begin September 15th and apply to plastic, latex, rubber, and mylar balloons, as well as other types. Uh, it passed narrowly 125 to 109. And so now businesses in Harwich can't sell those balloons. Now, they can't stop you from going out to another community and buying them. The same way any any community with a nip ban the stores can't sell the nips, but you can certainly go to another store, uh, another town, and go to a store in there and buy all the nips you want and bring them home with you. It's not contraband to possess a balloon in Harwich. The stores just won't be able to sell them. And so with that in mind, knowing that people can still get them and access them, let me reread that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot that last word there. They've banned the sale, distribution, and use, so you can't even have them in town. But they, so they did come up with a, a um, fine system for it. If you are caught with one, the first time it is a warning. Uh, the second time it is a fine. I don't see it here in the story that I pulled up. Oh, here it is. First offense gets a written warning. Second and third offenses lead to a fifty and two hundred dollar, uh, fifty and hundred dollar fine. But those are for people who the, the bylaw prohibits people from discarding inflated, underinflated, or non-inflated balloons into any street, alley, waterway, park, beach, or other public place in Harwich unless it is placed in the trash. People can also not knowingly release any balloons inflated with a lighter-than-air gas into the air. However, the launching of operation of lighter-than-air aircraft or launching of balloons inflated with lighter-than-air gas by government agencies or scientific organizations is allowed. So see, if you want to have balloons, just tell them it's for science. But if they ca- basically, if they catch you with a balloon... You'll get a written warning. Second and third offenses will be a fifty and a hundred dollar fine, respectively, for a balloon. And I understand that balloons lead to pollution. Balloons lead to litter. Balloons lead to problems. Balloons that deflate and land in rivers and waterways can choke fish and marine life. Uh, balloons that land on the ground can choke land. You know anything that lives on the land. I get it. I just don't think it's as big of an issue as Harwich and, and the other towns that have banned it make it sound. Nantucket and Chatham have also done the same. So what's, I mean, what's been going on on Cape Cod? How many parties have they been having where they've had balloons that they didn't take care of? I think most people that have balloons at a party take care of them afterwards. They pop them and put them in the trash or they leave them around until they deflate and then they put them in the trash or they send them home with the kids who keep them in their rooms until they deflate and then they put them in the trash. I don't think there's just a bunch of people randomly just letting off balloons anymore. I think we've kind of learned not to do those kind of things. When I was in elementary school, when I was in, I think, first or second grade, 
we did like a little social experiment where we put information about our classroom on a bunch of balloons and we released them in Plymouth from the West Elementary School to see if anybody would find those balloons and reach back out to us. In 2023, I don't think anybody's going to do that. People aren't intentionally releasing balloons anymore. I guess like, you know, we had that issue with the the uh, gender reveal party that, you know, had released balloons for what the, uh, you know, announcing what the, the gender of the child was. And they released like 100 balloons in the air. Like, all right, like find those people. But don't find, don't keep a kid from being able to get a balloon at a parade. Or somebody to be able to walk into a, a Dollar Tree and, and get a Mylar balloon for somebody's birthday. Now, from my understanding, a lot of these stores aren't even selling balloons anymore anyway because the helium has been hard to get. So a lot of stores that offered balloons have stopped because, you know, inflated balloons have stopped because the helium has been hard to acquire. I don't know because I still have walked into the party section of stores and seen, you know, the home size helium tanks for sale. But I think that there's a lot of bigger issues for pollution that you have to worry about before you start having to ban balloons. And again, it narrowly passed. So this might be something that gets challenged in the future. I don't know if people are actually going to bother to challenge it. Like, so are the stores, are the are the retailers in Harwich or even Chatham or Nantucket that upset about this, that they need to challenge it? Because I can't imagine balloons are a large portion of their of their business. But I have a friend who lives in Connecticut who has her own business doing balloon designs. So you have a party, you have a school dance, you have a wedding, anything like that. You call her and she comes up with a design and she creates and crafts a balloon display. Now, I don't, I think all of hers are done with human breath or, you know, an air pump, but not with, not with helium or any lighter than air gas. So if you still want to be able to do that, because this says, according to the, the, the bylaw, it's the ban sale, it's a ban on the sale, distribution, and use of any type of balloon inflated with any gas lighter than air, including but not limited to helium. So if you're filling it up with just regular air, then it should be okay. But God forbid... You get that helium tank. And I wonder, are they going to ban the sale of helium? Maybe they don't have any stores in Harwich that actually carry the helium tank, so they don't have to worry about it. But, like, this is this is one of the items that was on their town meeting agenda. This was one of the things that they needed to vote on. They also, as part of the same citizen petition... They also banned restaurants from giving customers plastic containers and utensils, except for beverages. So when you go, this, this, this is, you know, twofold. You might go to some restaurants that serve, serve you on 
paper plates and give you plastic flatware. You know, a lot of those Cape Cod seafood restaurants, a lot of those do that still. The ones that have like the counter service uh, instead of somebody coming to your table, you know, imagine going into one of those. They usually give you what? Plastic flatware. So now that has to change. Takeout containers won't be able to be plastic anymore. Well, they can't use styrofoam. They can't use plastic. What are they left with? The corrugated like cardboard ones, which a lot of people, a lot of businesses have switched to those already. But to tell you what, I'll tell you what, I don't think that they do a good job of keeping the food from the time that I'm going from the place I'm taking it from to where I'm going. You know, all of the takeout containers have had their issues. The styrofoam, of course, is an environmental hazard, but on top of that, it caused condensation on the on, on hot food that made stuff soggy. The plastic was a little bit better at that. Some of them had those breathe holes at the top, but, you know, I like to use the... I use plastic takeout containers as, like, food storage at home for when I'm cooking something. You know, I'm not throwing them in the trash. But now you've got restaurants on the verge of... And these these don't go into into effect until September 15th. So they have this summer to work out all of these issues. But now you've got, you know, the busy season coming up where these restaurants are going to be doing takeout right and left and they're going to keep ordering which, you know, what's cheaper for the course of the summer and then at the end of the summer they're going to have to say like in August when they have to order their next case of takeout containers, oh, well, we better not get the same plastic ones we've been using because, you know, we've, we've got to switch over to this, this new product. So then they're now buying a more expensive takeout container at the time that their business will be dropping for the season. So, you know, I think if you had given them a year, maybe that would have been a little bit better. But just saying, hey, let's just wait till after Labor Day when you start running the risk of going into the red and let's let's make you pay more money for those containers then i don't know the whole thing just seems kind of screwy to me i i get the effort i get the idea behind it but it just seems like there's other things to to focus on it's the same thing with the towns that ban the single use plastic bottles when i go up to sudbury to do things at the wayside inn and i'm looking for a bottle of water i have to go buy a you know gallon jug It's it, I I get it again I get it, but the convenience factor still needs to be taken into account. I know, I know that we shouldn't do things that'll hurt the environment just for the sake of convenience, but you've got to think of how it affects people. You know, now we've got Stop and Shop. The story uh, yesterday from Gazelle, Stop and Shop charging ten cents a bag, even for paper bags. So they, they wanted you to get rid of the plastic bags. Now they're going to charge you 10 cents for the paper bags because they're trying to encourage you to bring in your own reusable shopping bags. I'm not going to do that. I have a bunch at home. I never think to bring them with me. I know everybody says just leave them in your trunk. 
But then that would mean remembering to put them back in my trunk after I bring the, the, the groceries in. And when I go, I go to Market Basket over here and I pay 10 cents to get the, the bag with the handles on it. I don't care if I've, if I'm buying, you know, a dozen bags worth of groceries, I'll pay the dollar 20 because that's easier to carry than the brown paper bags. I said this before when, when the plastic bag ban was being bandied about, I said, it's not going to, you're still going to have plastic bags floating around. It's going to take us decades to get rid of the plastic bags we all have saved in our drawers. And many people reuse those bags. I don't know that I've ever put one in the trash. Unless it ripped. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or send us an open line voicemail on the WBSM app. And I just want to direct your attention to SeizeTheDeal.com because right now we have it just went on sale a little while ago. $50 in gift certificates to the old Gristmill and Seekonk. You can get those right now. You can get $50 worth of gift certificates for just 25 bucks. So that's available right now along with Festiva Buffet. Yes, Chicken, Lobster Pot, Peyton's, Mr. Chicken, Buddies and Brother, Bridgeview Grill, Yozakura Sushi, Panchero's Mexican Grill. We've got all kinds of great Seize the Deals up there for you right now at SeizeTheDeal.com. And if you get there, if it doesn't automatically bring you to the New Bedford page, just select that from the locations menu and you'll see all of our great local deals. And I want to let you know, too, that we've got a deal coming up for you next week. Uh, because coming up on Thursday, you can score half-price gift cards to Jersey Mike's at three different locations. I love Jersey Mike's. One of my, that's probably my favorite sandwich out there right now. And you know that I know sandwiches. This is the certificate is valid for a buy one get one regular size sub at uh, at three different Jersey Mike's locations here on the South Coast. So that goes on sale this Thursday only at SeizeTheDeal.com. But of course, we've got lots of great deals up there for you right now to check out. Again, SeizeTheDeal.com. And if uh, if it doesn't say New Bedford in the upper left-hand corner of the site when you first go to it, just click on whatever it says and you can change that. Because sometimes your computer's IP address is uh, showing you, as, uh, or location settings is showing you as being somewhere different than you are. What's funny is on mine, on my work computer, it, it never lists me as being in the same place. So if I go to this site, I'm listed as being uh, in Dorchester. If I go to this site, I'm listed as being in, you know, Roslindale. Uh, this site, I'm in Quincy, and I've, I'm not in any of those places. I'm, I'm right here in Fairhaven. But the, you know, the location settings are a little bit wacky, so I always have to be aware of that. So when I'm looking for an item at a store, if I'm looking for, 
Like the other day, I was looking for toner from one of the printers to see if it was something I could pick up locally rather than ordering it. And I go on the Staples website, and instead of telling me about the Staples that's right behind the radio station, it's giving me the Staples and like Braintree. And so I'm like, no, no, in my area. And in my area is apparently all the staples that are around Braintree. So I had to go in and change the location settings for it. So that, that happens all the time. I order from, from the 99 restaurant right here. Uh, it seems to think that I'm in, in like the North Shore of Boston. No matter what I do, no matter what I change it, it always changes me around. So be aware of that when you go to SeizeTheDeal.com. You may just have to select the New Bedford page. Most of you probably won't have that issue, but some of you may run into that. So, uh, again, 508-996-0500. Uh, Carol Ann and the Sonnet sent me some photos. Uh, you know, when I said that I don't think that, that balloons are as big of an issue, you know, she sent me photos of some sea life that uh, some seabirds and other, and other creatures that have, you know, been choked by balloon strings and, and, and deflated balloons. Yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I just don't think that you have to jump to an outright ban of the product just because... This is happening, and and again, I don't want to see any animals killed by hapless lizard uh, litter like that. But it's not like there's, you know, things that couldn't be done before you go to a full out ban, like just making sure people are properly disposing of them, making sure that people aren't letting them fly. Keep those same uh, steps. Keep those same, you know, the the idea of having a warning system and the fine system for people that are caught doing it. But I don't think you need to eliminate it from being sold in the stores. As somebody who supported, well, I shouldn't say supported. I didn't really care about the menthol ban for menthol cigarettes. You know, that's a little bit of a different story. That's something that was affecting tens of thousands of people in the Commonwealth, if not more. But I don't, I also don't care enough about it that I was, you know, outraged either you know, that I was outraged that it was happening or that I was, you know, in full support of it taking place. I honestly don't understand smoking at all. And I understand that it's people's right to do it if they want to. I just don't know why they would want to with all the information that's out there. But I, I mean, I also don't understand why if you're going to ban the product, why you don't just ban the whole product. So you don't want menthol cigarettes because you feel like they're overly addictive and they target, you know, lower income people and all those kind of all the all the reasons that we heard why. Well, so don't regular cigarettes. You know, the the nip bottles, why why were they banned? They weren't banned because they don't want people to have small doses of alcohol. I mean, I know that was part of the the argument for it is it's harder to, to tell when people are under the influence when they're just slipping these nips and nobody's seeing them do it. But really, what was it about? It was because people couldn't responsibly just throw them away when they were done with them. They had to drop them in the street, throw them out the car window, whatever they were doing. And I don't think banning the nip bottle is the corrective measure for solving that problem. You know, at least with the single-use water bottles, we heard a lot of the reason why they wanted to have those banned is because they were filling up the recycling facilities for, for these areas. It wasn't just about them being found on the ground. If you're worried about finding water bottles in the ground in your community, tell me this. Why aren't you trying to ban Dunkin' Donuts? 
because in my cursory examination of litter, I see far more Dunkin' Donuts cups than I see single-use water bottles. There's something about a Dunkin' cup that... I shouldn't say Dunkin' Donuts. It's Dunkin'. But I see far more Dunkin' cups all over the side of the road than anything else. Maybe it's because the plastic bottles get run over, the water bottles get run over, and they get crushed up, and they're not as visible. But there's a lot of Dunkin' cups on the side of the road and on the side of the highway and pretty much everywhere. 508-996-0500. You're on WBSM. How's it going, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. Talking about what, banning balloons now at Howard and all that stuff. Yeah, Howard did it recently, and I guess uh, Chatham and Nantucket have already done it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I see their points, though, in some ways, though. It's a little problem and danger to the environment. You know, but then, again, I see this problem in the city everywhere that nobody kind of brings up is scratch tickets all over the place. Yeah. And um, I think they don't make an attempt, you know what I mean, because, you know, to do anything about it because the state's making mad money off those scratch tickets. So nobody wants to say, hey, the state needs to pay for cleanup for that, too. I mean, I know they clean up the streets and stuff already, but they don't clean up our neighbors' lawns and everything else. And, you know, I mean, I come outside of my house and there's a variety store right around the corner. I mean, there's tickets everywhere. There's nip bottles everywhere. It's, it's a mess, you know. People are swabs. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, th- that'd be one thing. They should have a redemption process for scratch tickets, you know. Yeah. You get a nickel back, back nickel for everyone you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're all Problem over the place. Problem is, though, is they can't recycle them because they'd have nothing to do. They couldn't do nothing because of all the, the scratch-off material on it. I mean, that stuff is actually dangerous, too. It's very... You know, like there's got to be some kind of chemicals in there or whatever. I know they're very flammable when you throw them in like the fire pits or whatever. They raise up like like uh, you know stupid stuff. So maybe that's why they don't want to put them in a big pile because they're flammable like crazy or something. I don't know. So so you're you're but saying you're saying that the the metal scratch off you know the the aluminum like scratch off material could be yeah. dangerous. Think about all the people would, that have that permanently caked under their fingernails. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, yeah, you make a point on that, too, you know, good points today on that, you know. Yeah, when I worked at the diner and we, we had the lottery sales there, which eventually we, we got rid of because it just turned into people would rather come and sit and drink, drink a bottomless cup of coffee all day and just scratch tickets rather than ordering food. So in order to expedite people, you know, coming in and out, we, we got rid of the lottery. But we, we would always joke about the customers that had lottery finger which was they would always have one fingernail longer than the others, and it would always be caked with that silver stuff underneath it, no matter silver what they gray, did. yeah. They look like they've been uh, in those silver mines or whatever. They're turning silver. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like when, uh, it's like you're on your way to becoming the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah, well, thank the you for the sl- call. The slobs need to clean up their mess. Yeah, all pick up after help. yourself. That's the easiest exactly. thing. Exactly. Take it with you. <laughs> Have a good one. You as well. That's and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't understand because you can't be responsible with the item. We're gonna ban the item. Like, that sounds like your mom saying, "Well, you know, you can't uh, 
you can't responsibly use your phone and not use it during dinner, so I'm going to take your phone away, and you're not going to be allowed to have it. Like, is that really the solution? Or is it just you should grow up and learn not to use your phone during dinner if you're being asked not to? Should we really keep you from being able to buy items just because you can't properly throw them away? How about you just learn to properly throw them away? 508-996-0500. Let me take my next break so I don't fall too far behind. We'll be right back. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. If you need assistance, dial your operator. Oh, I need assistance, but I don't think the operator can help me. Uh, I don't think she can really help me there, that that, that, uh, recorded voice lady. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Hey, it's a real person, not a recording. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to get your thoughts. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to completely throw you off topic, right? So I want to get your thoughts on public breastfeeding. I mean, like, I mean like full blown out. I get, like, I get, I get really uh, shy when people watch me do it. Well, <laughs> if that's what you mean. Hey, I swear to God, I walked into Texas Roadhouse, you know, with my wife and kids on Saturday night. And this lady, I mean, that place is packed on a Saturday night. If you ever get to go, I mean, it's like, it's packed. And uh, it was like 6.30 at night. And uh, anyways, I walk in, and this lady's like full-fledged, like, you know, breast out, completely breastfeeding their kid right in the in the waiting. Like, everybody waits in that hallway now, you know what I mean? Like, this, right. they took away the, I don't know if you've been to the one in Dartmouth, but they took away the one in, uh, they took away the, the waiting area that used to be there. Now it's like a takeout thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's like forced like like cattle in, in the in like this hallway to go into the restaurant. It's like this lady's like full blown, like doesn't have no care in the world. I mean, I get like they're trying to normalize it and everything. And, you know, these women are trying to normalize breastfeeding. But I mean, I don't think anybody has any like common sense anymore that it's a, it's like a private thing like you know, I, I, I mean, at least that's what I, that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, women breastfeeding usually go, you know, either either a they have that drape that goes over the baby that nobody can see. You know what I mean? Like having self respect and and just not flaunting your your, your breast like for the public to see. You know what I mean? Like the well, kids and so I, I look at it a, a couple of different ways. One, like I think people should be, you know, women should be allowed to do it in public if, if that's what they so choose. I mean, personally, if it was me, I would probably, you know, bottle the breast milk and, and do it that way. But I guess not every child takes to that. Uh, and then, but the other thing is, is I look at it as, and again, I think we over-sexualize breasts anyway, which is part of the issue here. But I, I look at it as, uh, if you don't want somebody to take their shirt off in a restaurant, 
because of, you know, hygiene reasons, then you, anything that would be under the shirt, I think, should also, you know, remain covered in some fashion. I think you should be allowed to breastfeed, absolutely. But like you said, you know, maybe try to keep it as discreet as possible. Keep it as discreet, exactly. Yeah, like, that's, that's another thing, too. Like, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right. And people, I mean, people are literally, like, like just flopping their rest out, you know what I mean? I don't I don't think I don't know if I could say like, you know, boob or on the air, but I think like, boob's okay. You know, <laughs> it's like they just, you know, flop their breast out in the middle of a t- of a, of a restaurant and it, and think it's okay. Like I don't want to I don't want to look at that while I'm eating. You know what I mean? Or while I'm waiting well, to eat, it's like I don't yeah, I don't right, I don't you know? I don't I don't think I look at it from from that perspective of, you know, that there should be shame in it for the person doing it but i think i think it's just a matter of if if there's a hygiene reason why you can't wear a shirt then there should be a hygiene reason why you don't pull that out it would just it would just seem to make sense to me but um i you know i support the right for people to be able to do it just you know do it with a little bit of discretion it's not unfortunately you're not going to get to the point where it's not sexualized and so it's going to be taboo for a lot of people and you're going to upset people and why you know i don't care about you getting upset john that's that's a you problem but when when there's a little kid that's that's you know obsessed about it and watching about like maybe maybe that's got to hold off you know a little bit yeah I, i don't know Says, says the guy who says that they should have you know gender queer in the library for kids to read, but you know there's a difference between a four year old seeing a seeing somebody breastfeeding at Texas Roadhouse versus a, a high school kid reading a book. Uh, listen, you only got about six minutes till your commercial break. Oh, I got to so, take uh, another break. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So and we don't have enough time to discuss the gender queer. Talk well, you right you lit up the we'll phone lines. You lit up the phone lines just on this. So I'm I'm always good for that, Tim. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Yeah, John has entered the uh, the Chuck pantheon of callers that call in and ignite a bunch of phone calls in his wake. So uh, he is he is up there as that. Callers, I got to take a quick break. We'll try and squeeze some of you in this hour. If we're not, we'll get you right at the start of the next hour. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> Welcome back in. Man, callers are impatient today. They, they don't want to hang on. I, I got to play the commercials, especially today, because I have to move an entire commercial block for the next hour to be able to uh, have an uninterrupted discussion with, with the city councilors. So uh, sometimes you are just going to have to hold on for a few moments. Uh, but that's okay, because that gives me time to tell you about a great place to go out for breakfast this weekend. I mean, you can still go today if you want, but certainly Saturday and Sunday. Check out Just Another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth because it is a place where you will find all of your favorites. You're going to be able to get, you know, your over-easy eggs and bacon, your your uh, sausage and cheese omelet. They have cheese rolls, but instead of just having, you know, the regular cheese roll and the linguiça cheese roll like most places have, they can put any meat you want in the cheese roll. They, they do it all there. They also have... A great list of specials every day, too. Creative ideas, different things that the kitchen comes up with that they think you will enjoy. And, you know, it could be banana nut French toast. It could be Boston cream French toast, my favorite. It could be, you know, honey nut oat pancakes. It could be a a waffle sandwich. All different kinds of sandwiches, pancakes, French toast, omelets, all different types of new meats to put with your breakfast, things you might not have ever thought of before. They come up with all of these ideas so that you never have to have the same thing twice when you go into Just Another Phoenix in Dartmouth. And, of course, 
if you don't have time in your weekend, you're busy, the kids got opening day for their sports or the games have already started and you've got to get to the field, but you don't have time to make breakfast for everybody, you can just grab a, the whole menu right through their drive-thru window. Makes it really easy 